Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Preparation Company's Talking USMLE podcast. My name is Dr. Paul, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about something super important, which is everything you need to know and understand about the USMLE's decision to switch from having a physician grade your note to having artificial intelligence grade your note. So if you're at all interested in this topic, stick around. This one is for you. So you may or may not know this, but the USMLE is in the process of transitioning into using a physician to grade your step two CS patient note to artificial intelligence, meaning instead of submitting your note to an actual person, you're going to submit it to an automated grading system. And this grading system is designed to mimic the physician and go over your note and recognize whether or not the important information is there whether your differentials are proper, whether your, your support is strong and sufficient, whether your physical exam was written into completeness, etc. Now, for the sake of discussion here, I'm going to assume that your content creation, meaning the information, your differentials, your support, your HPIs, I'm going to assume that that's all spot on. Because if not, first of all, the computer will automatically just give you a fail, okay? Whether it's a physician or computer, if your content's not strong, then you will fail. Now, I think where most students are going to struggle when it comes to this artificial intelligence system is in the fact that the quality of notes these days from what we see isn't that great. We see more notes that need help with grammar, spelling, spacing, etc., punctuation than anything else. So that's what I want to talk with you about today, because while artificial intelligence is in fact intelligent, you can't trust that artificial intelligence is going to be able to fix your sloppiness. And so there's three key areas that I want to cover and give you some some tips about that will make sure that you don't trigger the system to get a second opinion. So the way this the USMLE says this works is, if you're not within the 50th percentile, the top 50 percentile of note takers, then it's going to trigger the um, human to come in and grade your note. And then the grade that you get on your automated and your human graded notes will be combined and the average will be your score. Now, if your grammar, spelling and spacing is so poor that you get a very, very poor mark with the artificial intelligence grading system, that's going to really make it difficult for you to bounce back and have a strong showing with a with a human because if the if the computer triggered your note because it it was sloppy the odds that you are going to get a strong grade from a physician are very very low so essentially what we're thinking here is if you trigger the system to ask a actual person to grade your note chances are you can assume that that's a fail and the three areas that I want to discuss, uh, remember, this doesn't count on content. Um, we're assuming here that the content is good. What we're worried about is that your grammar, your spelling, your spacing and punctuation is too poor to the point where the artificially intelligent grading system simply can't recognize what you're writing. So let's talk about each one of these. Now, let's start with grammar. When you are talking with the SP, you have to be able to speak with them clearly, explain things, and you have to 
be able, it has to be, uh, you have to put yourself in a situation where you can understand what they're saying to you. And this is all part of your ICE. Now, students don't realize though that when they're writing on their patient note, ICE comes into play as well in the way that you can express yourself, get your point across, explain information. Many, many students tend to default to writing the way they would write in their own language if English isn't their first language. And of course, different languages, grammar is different, right? Sometimes, for example, something you might say in English, in French, you might reverse it and you might say the things at the beginning, at the end, and vice versa. And if you write in a way that doesn't make sense for the English language, remember, this AI system is in English. It's designed to recognize English. So if the computer can't get a sense of what you're saying, uh, what you're writing, what you're trying to express, then chances are that you might risk not getting credit for it. So let's say half of your HPI is written extremely poorly and the AI system was told to look for 15 different points, right, from the, from the encounter. If only six or seven are understandable, they're not going to just give you the benefit of the doubt. They're actually going to dock you those points because what you wrote didn't make sense. And it doesn't matter if what you wrote is correct. If you wrote it in a way that's just incomprehensible um, to it, the computer, then you're not going to get credit. And same thing, if you go and your physician has to grade it and they're looking at it and they know what you're saying, but it's just very, very poorly written, you might not get full credit either. And ultimately what happens is your score is going to drop. The second is spelling. Now, one of the biggest things that I've fought with students about over the years, and I'm talking thousands of students here, this isn't just a one-off type of thing. This is extremely common. One of the things that I fight with students about is, is poor spelling and not really paying attention to putting out high-quality words that are spelled correctly. Even things like diagnoses, drug names, okay? These things have to be spelled correctly. And in reality, the profession you're in demands that you are putting forth high-quality work. And a patient note riddled with spelling mistakes lowers your credibility. Now, with the physician grading your note, it lowers credibility. With an artificially intelligent grading system, credibility doesn't matter. It's whether or not it actually knows what you're saying. Now, here's where a major issue arises. The USMLE actually says that the automated grading system will recognize commonly misspelled words. But here's the caveat. They don't tell you what are, quote unquote, commonly misspelled words. I don't know what the commonly misspelled words are. Most people don't. And that's a major, major problem. Because if you don't know that you can get away with spelling the word the incorrectly, which is you know unacceptable in its own, but if you don't know what is commonly misspelled word, then how are you going to know what you can and can't get away with? And this is one of those things I always tell students when it comes to the abbreviation list. They always say, can I use this abbreviation or that abbreviation? And it's not on that list. But of course, the USMLE says we have a comprehensive list. So this is not a comprehensive list we're giving you, but there is more. But they don't tell you what the other ones are. And that's the problem. And I always tell students, err on the side of caution. And if it's not on the list, just don't use it. It's not worth risking. And I want to give you the same piece of advice here. Don't assume that this word or that word is commonly misspelled, go for perfection. It's not too much to ask 
for you to spell your entire patient note perfectly without errors. That is not a big ask. This is not elementary school. This is not high school. This is medicine and you're in a very high status profession. Asking you to be able to spell perfectly is not too much of an ask. And if you move forward with the mindset that you're going to avoid spelling mistakes at all costs, then you will put yourself in a much better position to avoid inadvertently triggering this automatic system to pull in a physician and ultimately put you in a position where you're highly likely to fail your note. Now, the third issue here is spacing. Now, if you are spacing incorrectly, which so many students are, I can see it. So if you finish a sentence, put a period, and then don't put another um, space after the, par the, the end of the sentence, and you just make it all one long run-on sentence, I can see what you're doing, and I don't like it, but I can see what you're doing. Ask a physician who's grading your note in the actual exam. But artificially intelligent um, software might not recognize that when you put a period and then you didn't put a space after that period, they might just think you, you accidentally put a period in the middle of a sentence. Or they might simply not understand that the new sentence starts here and the old sentence ends there. It's hard to really say what it's going to recognize because, of course, it's, it's proprietary. No one knows for sure. But my job is to make sure that we give you advice that limits the risk that you have when you create your notes based on this new software. So spacing is extremely important. And it's very, very simple. And I don't know why this is so challenging for so many people, but I want to give you the simplest piece of advice. Anytime you put a piece of punctuation, a colon, a semicolon, a comma, a period, there should be a space after it, right? So if you're in the middle of a sentence and you put a comma, there's a space after that comma. You don't just start the sentence without spacing. If, there's, if it's the end of a sentence and you have a period, same thing, space after the period, then start your new sentence, okay? So, like I said, no one knows 100% how this software works. Uh, it's very, very secret, and that's okay. A lot of the, the USMLE Step 2CS is secret, and we just have to use our best information and knowledge and experience to give you the best tips and tools to help you succeed. And based on just having probably graded five to 10,000 notes over the last 10 years, Grammar, spelling, and spacing are one of the biggest issues because it's easier to tell someone these are your differentials, this is the support, and that's how you need to set your note up. Most students can catch on quickly. But grammar, spelling, and spacing, these are things that might sort of be um, built into how you write, how you create your notes, and that's a habit that's a lot harder to break. So what I want to recommend to you is to limit the odds that you trigger the patient note software to pull in a actual person to grade your note. That's not what you want. I'm telling students these days, as is Dr. Stavros, if you get to a situation where you trigger that, assume it's a fail, and you won't really know, but that's the mentality I want you to take. I want you to create a note so that you are not going to trigger that computer to pull in a person to grade your note. And so assuming your content is strong, Pay attention to grammar. Make sure that when you're writing the words, the sentences, the phrases, paragraphs, whatever you do, however you're writing it, bullet or paragraph, that it's understandable in an English language, not in your own language translated. Make sure from an English grammatical standpoint, it's correct. 
make sure your spelling is correct. You can't assume that the computer is just going to recognize your spelling mistakes and that they're not a big deal. They may not. They may, but they may not. And that's what you want to avoid. And finally, spacing. You need to tell the computer, this is the end of a sentence. This is the beginning of a new one. You need to tell the computer, this is a pause in the sentence, meaning I'm breaking up pieces of information, right? These are important things. You want to make the job of the computer as easy as possible, right? You want to limit any odds that it's not going to understand what you're saying, what you're writing, and trigger that um, physician to come in and grade your note, okay? So, guys, this new automated software we're assuming is going to significantly boost the failure rate of patient notes for the simple reason that students these days are a little bit lazier and they're trying to get away with poor grammar, spelling, etc. And if you're going into your exam with that mentality, you might have a physician who's giving you the benefit of the doubt. He might be having a good day and he said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I know that there's no spacing, but I see what they're saying. It's good enough. A computer is not going to be so generous because it's black or white. There's no gray area here. A human can say, okay, that I know what they're saying. It's not correctly written, but I know what they're saying. A computer is not going to have that, that empathy. A computer is going to look at it and say, it's either right or it's wrong. I can either understand it or I can't. It's either the end of a sentence or it's not. And you need to put yourself in a position to limit those risks. So I hope this was helpful. If it was, please don't forget to subscribe. Please leave us a review. Please comment below. Um, Five-star reviews are what propels us to the top of the charts and allows us to get this out to more and more people. So we would love it if you would leave us that review, that rating. That would be fantastic. Also, if you need help with your patient notes and you're worried about the increased risk of failure with this new automated system, reach out to us. Head over to step2csprep.com we have a patient note program that we designed after these new rules came out. So we are putting together training that's going to make sure that you put forth the correct strategy on your patient note that will um, sort of allow you to use what we know about the automated software to your advantage. And we also allow you to submit notes so that we can provide you with feedback, graded feedback, recommendations. So if you're worried about your patient notes, head over to step2csprep.com and let us help you out. Thank you all for stopping by. Hopefully this was helpful. Please share it with your friends and your colleagues so that they can also benefit from it. We hope you have a great day. Everybody, thank you for stopping by and we will see you on the next episode.